you've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? You're a month out from the launch of Tears of the Kingdom. And you haven't, you've just watched the final trailer. You're hyped, but you're new to the series. You know, there's a lot of, sh- a lot of shit there. You've, you've seen the Zelda fans and their craziness. Uh, you need not worry. Um, we're here, just like the Hero of Time, always going to be here for you. Campaign comrades, um, whole crew, all four. Doing the, doing the typical intro. We're talking about the legend of Zelda. Woo! Hiccup. <laughs> We're talking about the legend of Zelda. Uh, our game adapt, our not game adaptation. Hopefully, hopefully not. I don't want a Zelda movie. Uh, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> however, it's gonna I do, happen. It is gonna happen, and I do. It's gonna be want, Tom Holland. I want to do an adaptation episode on the animated Zelda series after oh it's smooching time oh it's smooching time i'm so i'm so (laughs) the animation is just gold it brings me back that was the uh, golden age of animation in general all of the the shows from that time were amazing i I it's kissing time when link does a a dives onto the bed while the the princess is sitting there (laughs) Yeah, and she, okay. she has to, she's got to roll And she out screams and dives away. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but man, I am, I am pumped for this episode. I got to admit, I was like intimidated before I started playing these. And we knew I mean, as you happening. should be, there's a lot there. Yeah, we were like planning, planning our, our schedule out, right? For months ahead, ahead of time. And, you know, we knew that we wanted to do this one. And I'm just like, I, I messaged Matt on like independently. I'm just like, uh, are you okay leading this episode? Cause I'm scared. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, Matt is the only person that could lead yeah. this episode for us. You, you have a much more extensive. Uh, I mean, Z- Zelda is a formative game for me. That's. I, I know we'll talk about like each of our individual experiences, but I, I wanted to like ask. It's probably better for Matt. Which Zelda, which mainline Zelda games haven't you played? I think that's probably the easier question, right? Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. I thought it was. I thought the list was going to be a little bit bigger than that. So you're telling me you I'm, played? I'm Spirits? not. I'm not counting uh, some of the handhelds. So like, did if you, you want to include Spirit some tracks? Did you? Yeah, I have not played Spirit tracks. I have not played Hourglass. I have not played you're not a, you're not a, you're... and that's the one that I actually really want to play. That one's really cool looking. That was a 3DS game. You're not a real comrade. You didn't play the Zelda train game. Come on, man. Yeah. Hey, the man. Am- is strong <laughs> enough with you. Amazon's been targeting me for 3DSs. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, if you get a, if you get a deal for what one, a 3DS is selling for right now, under on under two hundred dollars. 400. So if you get one, if you get a, a, a notification well, for one under 200, me for let me know. Hit me up. Hit me up. GameStop gave me sixty too bucks far away. for my 3DS XL. I feel I like that's pretty mine, good. Baby. I feel like that's pretty good for for a GameStop trade in. It was one year old. I still feel like that's pretty good. You oh, could yeah. you, you could buy it and then go back the next day and they'll give you. Uh, it's like you buy a game for sixty bucks. You go back in. It's like mm, yes. It's like the Pawn Stars thing. You know. It's like I can give you two dollars. The games, <laughs> the games they absolutely fucked you on, but they did give me like. See, essentially they, they can give you a lot of money for certain games like i well, sold them no, for yeah i yeah, sold them a, a broken like, version of 
Xbox Final Fantasy 15 because it was the launch version. It was fucking horribly optimized. I got like 20 bucks for that game. Oh, wow. That's a lot for a game. Yeah. I was surprised. I always had good luck with consoles. I could pretty much almost buy a new console. I sold them yeah, a well, that's what iPod. I did with the PS4. I, yeah. yeah, my I sold them a PS4 that didn't play games, <laughs> didn't play discs. Did you get the, is that how you got the pro? Did you do that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I ended up getting the pro. It broke when we were at uh 215, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and so like I, you were gone, I think, Ben, you were like home for uh winter break or something and it had broken. So the only PlayStation we had was Andrew's. So like it, there was like a night where it, it was. It was bad. You know what you could have played <laughs> because you didn't have PlayStation and he's not on PlayStation? Zelda. Because he's on <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh yeah, Zelda, by the way. He's a boy and a girl because it is amorphous. Everyone knows he's that the when first... you're talking about Zelda, you're talking about Link. Yeah, but it took me it... it took me longer than I'm like than I am happy to admit to to learn the distinction in my I was an adult. Because I like for me it was it was like it was probably when I played. Uh, How confused the, were you the, when the you Wii, played the Smash, Wii, Brothers Smash Brothers and saw Zelda and Link as two different characters? Yeah, for me it was like I who's was... this motherfucker Link? I've only ever heard of Zelda. It was like, yeah, I was definitely confused. Is there reasoning behind that? Why they why they have the the branding behind not the actual PC? Uh. As far as I know, no. I mean, Zelda's I think just it was a cooler just, sounding name. Yeah, I think it was just... Yeah. I mean, the second game... So, get into a little history here first. The first game launched as The Legend of Zelda. The second game launched as um, um, the, the Adventures of Link. Okay. So, that one technically followed that namesake, but that game also sucked ass. <laughs> uh, historically speaking... <laughs> Uh, that game is horrible. Uh, they they try to distance themselves from that game as much as possible. There was a point in time when the uh, Link's Awakening remake came out, where a small contingency of weirdos on the internet were like, "Remake the Link's uh, Adventures of Link in the Link's Awakening uh, engine," and it was uh-huh. like, "No, they, they would never do that." Like that that game is something they are going to like leave to the his like leave to the past it the is dust bins of history shall yeah forevermore <laughs> like i i played about half of it and like couldn't will myself to finish like it was when, when it comes to that game they're like the past is the past <laughs> there's no returning. there is no Feel link it. to that past yeah, yeah. no <laughs> awakening <laughs> uh i mean <clears throat> jumping right into it um, as I said, it's a formative game for me. It's also a formative game in general. It's one of the original NES titles that uh, revitalized the the gaming sphere after the original crash. You know, uh, when the markets got so oversaturated with everyone having their own console and them all sucking and no, no games being good and so many of them being produced. Uh, sound familiar? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, so Mario is still is still like the you know kind of cash cow for for nintendo but like i, I feel mean like he is zelda's he is got, essentially the nintendo mascot the, yeah, more or less zelda's got to be a close a close uh a close runner-up 
Yeah. In terms, yeah, in terms I, of I think of them being pretty close. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, launching uh, February 21st in 1986, I believe that is launch year of the NES in Japan, or maybe uh, maybe like half a year after it launched in Japan uh, originally. Um, like it's Z- Zelda has been around for a long time. Uh, it's one one of Nintendo's long-standing franchises that has survived. There's been a lot Other of Nintendo history kind of lo- left behind. Uh, Star Fox, you know, points from the grave. Uh, Captain Falcon does a yeah. salute. Uh, okay. So, so let's 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 think about that for a second. Uh, Zelda, you know the the big the big franchise. Uh, then we got Smash Brothers, uh, where Captain Falcon, who is a forgotten franchise. Uh, it's just the connections here, like you know, Ganondorf in Smash Brothers is just a Captain Falcon clone. He just yeah. has this. He just has the same moveset as Captain Falcon. You know, do it slower. Uh, with more, do, slower with more power. Yeah, do it. Doing my 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 ginger haired boy. Uh, doing him dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, man, no, I'm it's so, uh, I'm so hyped for sexy Ganondorf. Oh man, Matt Mercer. I mean, he was always Matt kind Mercer, of Ganondorf. I mean, yeah, he's. I mean, he's been pretty. He's been pretty interesting. Uh, I, I I like him in the uh, in the uh, the Wind Waker style. Oh yeah. yeah, Wind Waker Ganondorf's my favorite. He's always drippy. He definitely yes. got that drip drip. I mean, I don't know. Always he, drippy. He does, he does not look great in the in Ocar- in you know, the the early. I was going to say. Mean, yeah, Nintendo sixty four. They're definitely doing an anti-Semitism with... Uh, yes, with, that's with, what I was with, about with, to say. With him, with him. Yeah. I was about to say, there, the there were some, some vibes from uh, Even his N64 rendering when I played Ocarina at time. I, I think most of them. Picking up on that. I mean, he's a de- he's, like, he's, a de- he's the... like a desert folk chieftain trickster uh, yeah. know, <laughs> with a huge old honker. With a big... Yeah. Well, they keep the honker yes. going. Say so the honker is still there, but it's 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 yeah. it's, it's the other stuff. Although, yeah, although yeah. Some, somebody posted something of uh, the new Ganondorf art, but took his beard away. Yeah, it's horrible. He's, he's <laughs> yes. got a really, yes, yes, really yes. An underdeveloped no chin. chin. He, he's got, <laughs> he's got a, chin. air quotes, nice guy chin. <laughs> uh, All right, sorry. No, it's it's fine. I'm I can't wait, honestly, because he's gonna be Matt Mercer, and all I'm gonna hear are all of my favorite Matt Mercer characters speaking to me. Uh, like they they better like I, I they better have Ganondorf be like fully voice acted. You know, sexy. no no more just yeah. the ho, no no like bits of huh and uh yeah. You know, just like a line of dialogue where it's just the the first. No, it, it's definitely gonna be uh full full speech. I mean, for Nintendo. Him. You don't you don't hire Matt Mercer not to have matt mercer speak right nintendo sucks with the their lack of voice acting i do have to say pokemon zelda it's it's a it's it bothers me as well yeah they they did more from my understanding in breath of the wild but there's still yes. a lot it's it's like it's only in the rare cut scene where you actually get full voice acting except for link who's still basically mute yeah. I, I i always prefer mute link that's my own i understand preference. that I understand yeah, I'm fine the, with that. the character, you know, the character you're playing being mute, but it's the people around you. It's a whole, it's a whole nother. I mean, the funny part is your character is in Breath of the Wild in particular. Your character is mute, and every character in that game wants to fuck the shit out of him. <laughs> I mean, Link, Link is at his twinkiest. No, no doubts about yeah. it. 
Like, like every single NPC you run into is in some way, shape, or form horny for Link. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Matt sent me the videos where where Link gets sexually assaulted by the Great Fairy. <laughs> it's I remember coming across it for it's the first time. It's highly implied. It is myself. highly implied. Yeah, <laughs> the implications. Anyway, uh, like I said, launched uh, 1986. Uh, been around a long time. We we will get there. We we will connect point A to point B. Uh, a total of 19 entries spanning across pretty much every Nintendo console that has existed. <clears throat> Virtual Boy. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, starting you know, Legend of Zelda: Adventures of Link. Uh, on the NES, you have Link uh, Link's Awakening on the Super Nintendo, which was where I was first introduced to it by my neighbor who had a Super Nintendo. And I would sit on his, uh, like, bedroom floor with... No, yeah, I wish, right? <laughs> uh, no, it was, uh, his, be- his bedroom had this, like, shitty 16-inch box TV that we would cram around and play uh, his Super Nintendo on, which is all the memories we must return re- to those ways it's real gaming yeah um they had uh link's awakening released on game boy which was uh their first handheld entry uh i played the uh original remake of that for the game boy color where they added color in a new dungeon uh which dungeon? Oh boy, the did, they, of- did they add was that where they added the color dungeon yeah is that a racism no it's just well, red and blue <laughs> I, I actually you you i i i had this uh i want to i want to ch- jump in there because as i was starting uh link's awakening because i did play a little of it on the the game boy online stream thing whatever they call it for Nintendo switch switch on and Okay, yeah, Nintendo Switch Online. And I realized that I had played that as a kid. I somehow got a copy of it, like the black and white version. Yep. I think it was like my babysitter's. It would be the green version. Or something. The green and gray version. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that version, exactly, green. And real gamer colors. (laughs) Fuck RGB. (laughs) Yeah. But it was... I didn't. I didn't love it as a kid. I was like six, so it was just not. It was not. The puzzles me. are too were too advanced for your. For your yeah, they're under, still too advanced for me. Brain. Yeah, and that's why. Like 100%. some of those old ones, when you're playing like retro games and stuff, I really don't have. I have especially because no some of those old games had some really archaic shit in them. Like uh, the original Legend of Zelda. Here's a fun little tidbit. Uh, the original Legend of Zelda has so many places where you just bomb a wall that has no difference on it right, to open a right. door. Right, that's that's what I was going to say. Like, oh god, there are there are burn a certain and you, tree, and it's the only way to progress. It's the only way to progress, and there are actually no visual cues. Like they got, I got stuck about, many many times. They got better about it showing when where there's a bombable wall, but like half the time it's like that's a regular fucking wall, and, yep. and you have to just know to bomb it. It was to sell <laughs> uh, Nintendo Power where all of that information was held and to get you on the Nintendo hotline where you could call and they would give you help. So were, mm-hmm. were they racking you talk up those, those phone, were they racking up those phone charges? <laughs> yeah, no, that was Patty uh, Mason calling you. Yeah. N- Nintendo <laughs> is on the forefront of getting uh phone microtransactions. 
<laughs> yeah. hilarious yeah you're right just a it's different collect, it's different collect style calling. yeah collect calling yeah. and it's like you got to pay extra for the you know for them to talk in the in the i've did the, it in once the, as a child in the, se- in the sexy uh birdo voice i remember uh, trying no to wonder make- why uh, now it all makes sense <laughs> <laughs> i i called about the uh water temple in ocarina because it was before i had the guidebook yeah i was gonna say that like I don't think I could ever play more than 30 minutes of these games without the internet in a guide. <laughs> but even That's that okay. is kind of annoying, you know, to be going back and forth. It's I wish I had the physical old school guide because Oh, the old uh, guide was amazing. I, I, I would the, like they're also like part book. art books. They're also yeah. they were yeah. art books, they were nice. soft cover, they and there you know what there was not in them? Fucking ads. Like every if, you know, if they were, they're on the guide. they're on the back. They're on the back. Yeah, like the segue it, it, to but our they sponsor. weren't intrusive. Like you know, they they weren't covering the fucking uh-huh. guide and have you know multiple different X's that you have to play a guessing game. Well, yeah, because obviously, 1998 when Ocarina of Time launched on the Nintendo 64 was a beautiful time where everything was great. It was before the darkness. Mm-hmm. It was uh, we were it, we were two years into the internet <laughs> before it had descended upon us all yeah yeah but uh, like you had then, to use your phone line very <laughs> fittingly two years later is when majora's mask launched which is the really dark and fucked up one uh because Y2K. that's what four years of the internet does to you but yeah and, and that's why 2k people were fucking scared yeah I, I like yeah. Oh, you're gonna turn you're gonna turn the internet on, and a giant uh, evil face moon is going to come and, and destroy the planet in three days. Yeah, dude, Majora's Mask was a that that game legitimately like scared me as a yeah, kid. Yeah, that that moon is really really disturbing. Like ha- having to manage a a three day timer, uh, and get everything done in a three day timer, and like reset constantly to. Gave, um, that was your that was the, the the first trigger for you know anxiety in, in, in your, yeah in no, really uh i have never, three days i've never recovered <laughs> yeah i'm always ahead of schedule now um there's the next launch though in the zelda franchise is another one that's uh kind of important it was technically released by capcom um nintendo doing that thing they'll do occasionally where they'll like flip their ip to someone else to uh work with uh very occasionally might i add uh but it was a dual release kind of like a pokemon where it was oracle of ages and and oracle of seasons Mm -hmm. uh where to get the full story you have to play both because you would beat one of them it would give you a code and then you would enter that code into the imagine, other game. Imagine, or do you do, you do it? And at it the would start? trigger the final ending. Wait, so did, once you, did you, you put, did the, you put the, the code in at game. the start or at the ending? Because I'm just imagining, remember, like thinking. Of I like think a you kid. can enter it at any time. Oh, so if it was only at the ending, just thinking of a kid who has played the first one, wrote down the code, and then their mom threw it away. <laughs> they, were cleaning, they were cleaning their room. Just, oh. It was it was on like a scrap paper next to their <laughs> yeah. cum rag. Yeah, yeah. Come and poop sock. Yeah, yeah. Mom found the poop sock. Yeah. No, that uh, that was a really cool idea. I really enjoyed that game. Actually, I played Oracle of Ages. Uh, they they both center around obviously ages and seasons, uh, different forms of time manipulation. Uh, seasons allows you to change the season 
it have four what, different what, versions what of the map. What is the obsession with, is... with the timey wimey bullshit? Uh, I think <laughs> I it's just it. a like. Uh, I mean, thinking about it from a broader perspective, there's a lot of Japanese games, anime, manga, and whatnot where time is a central mechanic. I just in culture, like like broader culture. The, you know even in western media like i guess it's of that era right yeah like they also we have a resurgence of it now technology was coming to its real kind of uh well because you have people were like obsessed with like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna discover the singularity yeah (laughs) and like in the 50s there's this huge uh like the 50s to the 70s a big like technophobia and like fear of you know people creating time machines and shit like that and it going awry so i think you know you see a lot of like movies and stuff critiquing that but i think you see a resurgence and then we've seen a resurgence of again again recently of like time mechanics being and now the it's just now it's just point. the fucking it's just the fucking multiverse bullshit well, yeah exactly it's just well, this we'll is its reincarnation say which, 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 yeah for literally but, 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 <laughs> however when like when when a franchise gets to, gets to the multiverse you know it's it's run out of creative fuel yeah exactly <laughs> but one thing i want to say about um oracle of ages and seasons um the one thing i find interesting of that about that that's better than the way pokemon did it is like Pokemon, the only incentive is like to catch the other Pokemon, but you know, that are version exclusive. <laughs> yeah, which these is are like who different can, completely can you different even games. transfer your Pokedex yeah. from one to the other to like actually no, have you, a completed Pokedex? No, you like, only you would just only have complete the you Pokedex only trade the Pokemon one. over and then they get the completed Pokedex. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so you like, have two, yeah, two, two. You could have one that's Pokedex, empty yeah. and then one that's complete or you know, whatever, but like there's no story you know there's no difference in story no you know like change in the ending it's just like that is purely to sell yeah fucking more games and where the, at least these like, are two completely has, different games yeah uh like, different characters uh uh completely different focuses oracle of, of ages <laughs> uh oracle of ages is more of a puzzle focused game where oracle of seasons is more of a combat focused game uh was also a big difference between the two See, I think that's cool that, you know, they could change, it, you know, it, they're tied together, but just completely different games where, like I said, Pokemon As a, is just uh, I said it colors. before, there were some sickos who wanted uh, Adventures of Link remade in Link's Awakening. I'm in the group of sickos on the internet who want the Oracle games remade in the Link's Awakening engine. I'd be down for that. Yeah, that's, that is a cool concept. I, I definitely agree. And obviously, me being the starry, uh, the starry-eyed, naive one, I'd be like, Nintendo would put those both on one cartridge, right? I'd be really happy if they did. <laughs> but like the pragmatic part of me is like, they're gonna release it twice Hell for like no. forty bucks a piece, and I'm gonna buy yeah. forty bucks, sixty bucks a piece. Come on, we'll see. I, I think it would be It'll a definitely be two. So it'd be something like yeah, sixty bucks for each individually, or you could get a special pack for. 80 like or 90 90 dollars yeah. for a special yeah. one and maybe like <laughs> 89.99 yeah, so yeah that's, like that's a or something yeah. yeah yeah but that's the trick you so you think it's 80 not 90 yeah you have a a fair smattering of other games released through the years you know a quick just rundown like uh link to the past four swords was a game boy advance game wind waker one of my personal favorites was a gamecube game 
uh, a big departure in art style and it holds up so well because of it the uh the cell shaded art style that one was so much to, better to wii u right yeah it's a, it was a hd remade on wii u i have not uh i've specifically omitted hd remakes and whatnot right. because there's been several sure, of those as well throughout the years um uh, I was four more asking for my own, for my own personal interest because I yes, will be of course. emulating that in the future. This is this is a safe place for education about uh, a, a wonderful gaming franchise that could never hurt me and do me no wrong. You hear me, Nintendo? Send it to me for free. <laughs> uh, you have like Four Swords Adventures, which was a GameCube game that integrated with the Game Boy Advance in a super cool like uh, Game Boy Advance to uh, GameCube link cable port that you could use and you could have up to four friends on their game boy advance playing uh the game on the gamecube it was like a cool. one, one of those Did like they Nintendo's do that with any other games pokemon screens and uh consoles they did, with they did that with pokemon did they do it with any others matt do you know yes uh there was several um final fantasy crystal chronicles did this uh i did this i didn't even know that was a thing yeah it was super cool trying to get that crystal yeah no they uh nintendo's always been fucking around with screens with and consoles screen, yeah. they they do be doing that uh yeah i'm not surprised I just... no not at all it's right in their wheelhouse yeah like we have these two consoles they should connect somehow and then why not just make them one build them together <laughs> the final evolution essentially um yeah. You get like Minish Cap on Game Boy Advance, which I believe Ben played. Goated, absolutely loved Minish Cap. It's the one that like re- like because uh, you were down originally. You were like Breath of the Wild. You'd played the N sixty four version of Ocarina. So I was then like, you oh, let's, Minish Cap. I was like, oh, let's go back. Let's play like a somewhat older school, uh, you know, two D Zelda. And I just I loved the the gimmick of the shrinking. I loved oh, the yeah. shrinking gimmick. Um, it, yeah, the, the yeah, I'm, I'm not. It's, no, it it's not anymore. pronounced Jif. No, uh, <laughs> um, I don't it, pronounce it that way. Just to be clear, it was uh, it was really really fun. Um, besides, again, there were several there were several moments in that where yeah, I had to turn to a guide because it was what you brought up before. Some real examples of yeah, you can only progress if you bomb this bomb the specific section of a wall which has no indication. I mean, whatsoever. Nintendo's always had a little bit of that. Uh, Super Metroid has a, uh, a kind of annoying moment where it's like, it relies a little bit on environmental cues. Cause you see like a, a broken glass tube earlier in the, the game, but you cannot progress unless you realize that you sit in a specific glass tube and bomb it and it shatters. And then you can uh, leave through that tunnel that it opens into. Um, See, the the issue for me as a child with this was there was no internet and I was lucky enough to like get a video game and then to have to pay like another $40 for the fucking guide. My dad was probably like, go fuck yourself. Like, what are you talking about? Am I made out of money? You know? Go to the library. I I just... (laughs) Library. What are you fucking talking about? What are you gay? You're gonna nerd. go to the library, you nerd? <laughs> like, come on. You know, so I I I bounced off a lot of games as a child that, that 
you know, I wish I was able to play because of that uh, financial barrier. But I, I really enjoyed Mesh Cap. It was a lot of fun. It was uh, the map was was gorgeous. The so like the the pixel art was really really nice. Um, I find I found Elzo your your cap companion not to be that annoying, which is like you know a hard a hard yeah. thing to well to I mean accomplish uh, if, Zelda make Zelda. a not annoying companion uh, challenge, challenge is literally impossible. impossible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. But, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoy, you know it was my it was actually so that was yeah. my first uh, my first full actual Zelda excur- excursion into a full Zelda game, and I loved it. Um, after that game launched was a big uh, another big moment for Nintendo, where it was one of their first true cross platform launches with Twilight Princess, which launched both on the GameCube and the Wii simultaneously. As a swan song to the game, uh, I mean, not really a swan song as much because the Wii is basically just the GameCube hardware with some motion detection. Uh, yeah, they used the same and size a bigger discs. Disc. And I, no, I thought they used the same. No, it was bigger. Yeah, oh, you, oh, I mean, that was just because those discs yeah, yeah, yeah. had more uh, data on them. You could put the small GameCube disc in that's the Wii. Right. Yes, so, right. so we and the original disc. Wii's all had a flap, uh, a flap on top that had GameCube yep. ports. Oh, and then they got rid of that was. slowly. They were like, no more backwards compatibility. It's not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's we it. We tell that's you what's it. fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't like losing out on some of that profit we could be squeezing out of your ass. We we then go into what like I like to consider a little bit of the Zelda like Dark Years. And like there's gonna be some people who absolutely love these games who are gonna like pissing shit on me in the comments because I'm We're about to get controversial folks. Yeah. Uh, you, you get two direct sequel releases for wind Waker, but they're on Nintendo DS, which uh, phantom hourglass and spirit tracks, which is a, a different barrier of entry at the time. I didn't have a DS to play those uh, or I did, but my parents weren't buying me video games anymore at that point in time. I really want to try spirit tracks. Just- spirit tracks. Is that available on Nintendo Online? Because I am also no. interested. Yeah, not at the moment, no. No. Uh, reason to believe that if it will be, it won't be on the Switch. It'll probably be the next console or whatever if they keep Switch Online going. I doubt that's. I the... doubt that one's a priority for yeah for the for the online emulators. We go from those two being direct sequels on the Nintendo DS. Uh, you get Skyward Sword as a straight Wii release, which was controversial at the time due to um, the full-on integration of motion controls. Uh, a lot of the combat being centered around uh, striking from certain angles and blocking with the, the nunchuck. And a very awkward called nunchuck. Yeah, the nunchuck. <laughs> 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 that's so funny god i love nintendo yeah uh it, it uh, really set a lull because then like the wii u came out and they didn't have any direct launches for the wii u uh the wii u being you know another real bit of nintendo dark years um uh, some darkest. blundering uh yeah pretty much the darkest you're right uh, all they released during that point in time was two 3DS games. You got Link Between Worlds, which is actually pretty good, and I want to play. 
but then you got like Triforce Heroes, which was a forced multiplayer, or if you played by yourself really fucking hard, because you mm-hmm. had to like switch control between three characters. That's the that's like the Musou genre game, right? Anything with the heroes no, in it? It is no. not. It's Warriors is what you're thinking about. Oh, uh, okay, right, right, right. Triforce right. Heroes is a it's a straight Zelda game, but if you're playing by yourself, the other characters, instead of being alive at the same time, just turn into like totems. And you have to pick them up and move them around instead of like having friends and being able to do it uh, simultaneous, simultaneously. I have a question. I've got an answer. So I'm really confused. And I think Ben just brought up one of them. So that's why I want to mention it. By Hyrule Warriors and Cadence of Hyrule as to why they're not mainline games and like what the fuck is the difference so uh, Warriors games are they're always spinoffs in some way shape or form Uh, they are uh, Musou titles uh, which means nothing to you uh, they're they're just these good. horde they're these horde games where like you're you're fighting you're fighting like hundreds of enemies hundreds of enemies at a time. Uh, it uses like the characters and stuff like that from the games. So like Fire Emblem has a Warriors game. Zelda has a Warriors game. Doesn't Fire Emblem now have two uh, Warriors games? Isn't yes. Three, wasn't the Three Houses the second one? Yes. And three Zelda also has two it. Warriors games. Oh. Uh, interesting because age of calamity of Hyrule even, is a very age of specific calamity even use the uses the same like i don't know if it's the exact engine but like uses all the animations from from breath of the wild yeah age of calamity the second one is a bit of a gray area because it does tie in like story information into a spin-off game which is one of those like kingdom hearts bullshit uh as I like that one is the one that confused me the most because I was yes. like, "This came out after Breath of the Wild, but like, but it's got it. It's got prequel information. Yeah, it's but like, yeah, and like, wasn't there wasn't like hype around? Yeah, I was just confused. No, it's because it, it's Warriors games have a very specific target audience, uh, and just like Kate's Hyrule, Kate's Hyrule's, Kate's Hyrule's a, a rhythm game, a rhythm combat. <laughs> uh, so that's a. Uh, indie game an indie developer uh the, the original game is called crypt of the necro dancer yeah i downloaded that the other day because i was looking for other like free zelda games to dip my toe into and then i saw that it was like a spin-off weird thing and i was like nah because they had like a free demo yeah so crypt of the necro dancer and then they made a, a partnership with nintendo to use nintendo assets and created cadence of hyrule uh as a one of those like rare rare moments of Nintendo sharing their IP, they've been doing a little more recently, uh, and also taking it down from the interwebs. Yeah, well, that's it. Hence the sharing on their terms. Yeah, and and fucking Gary Bowser. I refuse to believe that that person is real, and this isn't just an entire <laughs> yeah. uh, like media buildup. 
uh, free, free Gary Bowser. He's not even the the singular Bowser. Isn't the the president? Doug Bowser like, is the, Doug Bowser the yes, is the yes, yes. That's what I thought we were talking about. God damn it! And none no, of them there are, there have are anything to do Bowsers. with Bowser Bowser. It just happened to be last name Bowser and work for and, Nintendo. And, and, and yeah, neither of them are related to Ravens linebacker Tyus Bowser. Yeah, yeah, that's the farthest one. But like you know, the the other two, Doug and Greg, like both have, uh, you know, both have connections, some more direct and more than others. But uh, but you know, to Nintendo, you know, Doug Bowser works for Nintendo, is like head of Nintendo, and yeah, and Nintendo. His US. brother Gary Bowser's accomplice, and uh... yeah, <laughs> it's it's all it's all made up bullshit. None of it's real. I promise you. That's that's my takeaway. There's no way that there's someone named Bowser who's the bad guy in the Nintendo story. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about one of the spinoffs, so I'll just do a quick highlight reel of some of my favorite spinoff titles on here. You have a Game & Watch Zelda game. So like the first true handheld, I don't know if you know what a Game & Watch looked like. They looked like a little DS, actually. Yeah, they've, they've done they've done uh, re-release things of Game & Watch yeah. that has the yes. original like, two or three Zeldas in them. Yes. Uh, you have I'm not going to go through any of the Japan specific ones because you're not going to catch me trying to say Zelda, Don, and Setsu Kanagami no Triforce for the barcode <laughs> battler too <laughs> just let me tell you hold on hold on hold on the Wait, does that have anything to do with a barcode scanner? Do you have to like? Was that to like get? I have to assume yes, I, because the name yeah, is the like, barcode battler too. And, and there was a second. I mean, there was a there's previous a first one. Yeah, yeah there's a first. <laughs> warranted a sequel. Yeah, is it like a Game Boy fucking stop and shop scanner? Like you know, you going remember around, uh, growing up collecting there was, data? There was a. It was always on like Cartoon Network commercials. But it was a like monster collecting thing where you would go to the grocery store and scan the the groceries at the grocery store while you no. were there with grandma and they would give you monsters. It was called I like scanners with a Z. Dude, oh, I do remember. I don't that. remember that. that, but sounds, that I remember that name. That's just data collect. Like you yeah, know, they were just doing a social data. like they're just studying people. Like what do yeah. children look at at a at a grocery store? How can we get them to, <laughs> How can we, to yeah, take basically. our product off the shelf? Yeah, so like is it uh, you know the amount what of sugar? Are they is it the colors? Is it the you know the, yeah. the funny little mascot? give them little little widgets as uh you know as gifts? Hey, at least those kids were getting something for their da- you know their data being stolen. <laughs> yeah. Like they're getting shit now. Like that yeah, you know, they had a good thing going. W- there. Would you feel better if your data being stolen gave you a, a little monster? Because that's what Pokemon Go did. I mean, <laughs> fair. that's true. That's true. You got me there, sir. <laughs> All right. Um, let's. We, you can't talk about Zelda without talking about the three CDI games. Uh, Link, The Faces of Evil, Zelda, The Wand of Gamelon, and Zelda Adventure. Boy, how did the Philips CDI You've heard the rumors. You've heard the rumors that they're remaking those. That they're remaking those monstrosities. Philips had originally partnered with Nintendo to do a, a disc drive, and then Nintendo kicked them to the curb to try to work with Sony for a brief moment before they kicked them to the curb. And both Sony and Philips decided to make their own console based on their disc drive. Uh, one of them is still around today. The other <laughs> is Philips. 
they made some DVD players, so. Yeah, more or less, that's what the CDI was trying to be. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a, a brief stint in time on the U.S. side where for the DS, they released some Tingle-themed games. Uh, Tingle is a uh, a man who wishes he was an elf who dress, dresses in all green and dangles from balloons. Yeah, I think uh, I can. I think okay. I can picture him. I think I can picture him. But yeah, he he was in yes, some of the the Smash games. And it's like the you see you see all the time the uh, the funniest outfits from Breath of the Wild are usually yes parts of the Tingle's outfit. Yes, what a uh, name! Yeah, Tingle. Uh, when he when his balloons come back because they're on a timer after you pop them, he goes Kulu Limpa and he spins in a circle. Yeah, good for him. What, what, what a character. Uh, but you got two. Is this vinegar strokes? Actually, you got three dedicated uh, Tingle games in the U.S. on DS, uh, DS hardware <laughs> with freshly pickled Tingle's <laughs> Rosy Rupee Land, uh, Tingle's Balloon Fight, and... Oh, uh, I got a Tingle game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the Tingle Adventure Pack on DSiWare. Give you a Tingle Adventure Pack. <laughs> yeah. We had a uh, Link's Crossbow Training on Wii. Was a, uh, I actually played that one. Uh, where it was a rail shooter. Where you used a crossbow. Because Link is definitely known for his um, crossbow. And not his regular bow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. you could do with a fucking nunchuck. Like, yep. they yep. had the nunchuck. Nope, it was, it was a point. It, it was a point and shoot. You did it in Wii Sports Resort. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then other than the, the Warriors games and Cadence Viral, that's the the broad sense of the spinoffs. There's some more that are Japanese exclusive, but again, you're not catching me pronouncing Irizuki Tingle No Koi No Balloon Trip. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about the animated TV series from 1989. Uh, did we say that on the pod or did we say yeah, that before? Yeah, we know we were talking about it. No, bring it back. It bring it back. Yeah, no, that's... We, uh, do, we're doing back. an episode on that at some point. I'll Golden find a way. Golden animation. Uh, there's some one manga adaptations the that predate it. Mario Super Show. We'll have to do a, a joint yes. episode. Yes, we could just... Do, yeah, do a Are Golden those technically anime? Cartoons. Yeah, that's, an interesting, that's an interesting question. <laughs> Who, where were the animation studios? Where were they located? Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to find out in a future episode. I don't know about the Nintendo one because there is like a whole like there there is a live action part of it as well that is very clearly some 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 dudes. You mean the Mario actually, one? Uh, yeah, from Mario. Yeah, it's probably some actually actual dudes from Brooklyn. <laughs> some real grotesques. From Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I will reiterate again, uh, I do not want a Nintendo cinematic universe that culminates in a Smash Brothers it's, movie. It's, I gonna, gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gonna yes. happen. They're gonna yes. fight Master yes. Hand. Yes. And I've already seen the people making the fan fan yep. creations of the timeline where it's like yep. it's made Metroid. too much money now. It's made too yeah. much money now. It's gonna happen. It's made the most money of any video game movie at this yes. point, I think. Yeah. Not, so it was, uh, I saw that it had surpassed both Sonic and Sonic 2 combined. It's like broken yeah, records for it. just animated movies, not even yes. video game stuff. Hilarious. It's, it's made too much money. Everyone loves fucking Mario. 
And if you pronounce it Mario, go fuck yourself. Mario. Yeah, you're you're from New hey, Jersey. Mario. If you pronounce it Mario. A hey, Mario. Uh, I love that. Just just some little fun facts because this is I went through the Metacritic uh, top 100 games of all time. Uh, the number one undisputed no tie, Ocarina of Time at a 99 on Metacritic. Yeah, undisputed. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> everything else on this list is tied at its position with a that's number of other stand- games. That's been standing for so long too. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, tied at number three, Breath of the Wild with a 97. What's it tied with? Uh, GTA 5 is there. Um, there's a couple, there's a couple, again, this is a list of 100 and it only gets more as we go down with how many they're tied with. But um, I have in the doc that I sent the link to the Metacritic and you can pull that up and check some of the other. It's a pretty cool list. Uh Tied at number four, you have Twilight Princess at a 96, along with Wind Waker. Uh, both of them there at number four. Uh, number five, tied uh, Link to the Past and Majora's Mask at 95. <clears throat> and those are the only ones that fell in the top 100, but that is a, a pretty heavy showing across the top 100 and the, you know, all within the top five for Metacritic top scores. Which I thought yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible, like to have to have that many, high, so highly rated games. It absolutely yeah. appears to be you know a dominant franchise, no doubt. There's uh, it's done a lot of uh, like influencing of certain genres throughout. Uh, I mean, I would say that this has got to be one of the most influential series in, in general. Just the whole how they do a dungeon and I mean, some games directly directly copy with like Elden uh, I, I it's Elden Ring is is heavily influenced by any Zelda, from which, from soft is heavily they, influenced like, they have long said that the Souls series is influenced by Zelda yeah and it's I mean I think it's very apparent but you get like a Zelda's dark, also like uh, sorry go ahead Matt I was just gonna say uh, Darksiders 1 is one of the more uh, famous direct like Zelda clones as far as they come. Because uh, the Darksiders series in general, each game typically followed uh, a certain formula. Like Darksiders 2 is more of like a Diablo-like uh, with like a, a intensive loot system and uh, deeper dungeon diving. And then uh, Darksiders 3 was trying to be a Souls-like and failing. But that's just the case of THQ Nordic is not a very uh, is not who they were anymore. Can we talk about the the craziness that is the the Zelda timeline? Well, we're, we're, we're there now. We're, we are we are ready to we we talked about it earlier. We mentioned the multiverse. We are here, folks. It is time. Uh, a little bit of background on why the timeline is such a fucking mess. Oh my god. Uh even Nintendo can't keep it straight. Yes. Yeah. There was no officially published chronology until the 2011 uh book release of Hyrule Historia, which they changed with the release which, of the next book in a footnote. Yes. Which which was immediately invalidated. <laughs> That's amazing. I did not know some, with some another book lawyers which was then immediately that. invalidated by Breath of the Wild existing. Uh 
uh-huh. Breath of the Wild launched. Uh, there was an original document from 2003 uh, that was uh, internal only that had a, a an initial layout of a potential chronology of games. Because um, so they, they just made it up. Like, let's be real. Yes. There is these games are standalone, and they just made up a chronological yeah, they order. Have been with, with the exception <laughs> of the ones that are direct that are direct sequels. Yeah, it's never meant yeah. to be fun. But before anything was ever officially published, A.G. Aonuma uh, confirmed a split timeline of just two, uh, which then Hyrule Historia uh, invalidated by adding a third uh, split in the timeline. Um, known as the fallen hero, which uh, is like where, where actually most of the games fall. Is yes, yeah, yes. That's what baffles me is the majority of the games are the bad one, fall, the bad fall, one. fall under the bad, <laughs> the bad the timeline, bad time <laughs> which is also weird to me because it's, so it's all about like oh you you lose to Ganon in the the major ocarina thing, which no player does. If you finish the game, you win. You know, it's like yeah, you beat Ganon, like. It's only for those I mean, that's obviously up. the people who lost to him never went back to the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's only for the um, people who gave so, up, so not real gamers. So let's talk. Uh, <laughs> Bang we'll, your head against the wall until you beat the pig man. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the portion before the split, because that's the easiest one to, to talk yeah. through. Um, it all starts at Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword is the original game. Uh, like, it is yeah. the 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 portion that starts the timeline. Well, first off, we get the the creation myth in Ocarina, though. Yes. Yeah. But then, but then it's like, yeah, because correct me if I'm wrong. You, I don't know, I don't remember if Skyward Sword starts off that you're say like that Zelda is not Zelda yet; that she is still the goddess. Hylia and yes. then becomes Zelda during the game, or is that when she's it's that's just all still supposed to be beforehand stuff? It's all beforehand stuff. Okay, so she is she is she is the first Zelda by the time you meet her. Yeah. Because like it, it's not Ganon in Skyward Sword, it's demise. Demise, yeah. Which people the, are theorizing uh, is gonna be making the soul of malice and, that uh, created Ganon. But people are people are thinking that demise is making a return in Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, wouldn't doubt it because of how heavily they're trying to like tie into like they launched Skyward Sword right after that uh, the footage showing the Sky Islands returning in Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, a lot of a lot of footage they've shown shows us in the air a lot, you know, bringing into that idea of Skyward Sword. Maybe we're going to find more of the uh, the High Kingdom, but Skyward Sword starts it all. You then have Minish Cap, which follows it as the next chronological uh, mainline title. Which, which, or how many games is Vati the the villain, and and does he have any real connection to Ganon and Ganondorf? Uh, Vati is in Link like to the de- Past, I believe, like a, is the name a, of the the he's wizard. A de- he's a demon sorcerer. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, and he's the name of the villain, uh, it might be Agahim actually. Um, uh, either way, in Link to the Past, there's a, a dark sorcerer who summons Ganon. Even like that stuff again, they like there's 
it's a real it's a real stretch to say that oh yeah this goes from one to the other because it's like yes. the the no, thing that's, that's the, the thing that's been proof sealed that there away wasn't is, a timeline with a, an initial thought it was just making new games for fun and then people wanted them to mean something together yeah because like people Bob, are always in, searching for swords ben okay which makes sense because because Minish Cap also is using because it's the it's not the uh, the master sword it's the four sword yeah and it's mm-hmm. the 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 other main gimmick is about uh, multiplication multiplying, multiplying yourself ultimately which is why fully, the next main line game powered up is the four links is four swords yeah. I have a Again. lore question all right relate I think it's related. It will be related to the four swords because it's number a numbers question. What is the significance of eight throughout the series? Like I understand, like you know, as mythical numbers go, three is a powerful number. You know, you would think seven. Hence the triforce. Exactly. You would think normally seven is a powerful number, but like why eight? Why four? You know, is there any particular significance or meaning to that? Do you want my honest answer? I think it's bits. Oh. I think it's just bits oh. and bytes. Four, fours and eights are easier. I mean, that that is interesting. I, I hadn't thought of it. Where does the, where do the eights come into play? Where am I? What am I? Eight bit. No, I understand oh, oh, that like, from your question. Um, I was I'd been watching some lore videos. Uh, talking about the timeline and it's just like uh uh in different games like collecting eight uh musical items in link's awakening uh there's another game where you're collecting you know a lot of the like collecting missions are revolve around arena you go to three child dungeons five five, adult dungeons five yeah okay is Link is Link an adult in all of in all of these games besides Ocarina of Time? No, no, because then there's the, he's a child in all the, of then these, there's right? The child timeline. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. No, there's there are like Skyward time. Sword, Minish Cap, Four Swords. He's he's young Link. Skyward Sword. He's an, uh, he's, he's I mean, canonically, he's a teenager sword. in most of them okay. because uh, Japanese stories love the coming of age story of a teenage boy yeah. uh, slaying absolute evil. Yeah, you're a kid. You're a kid in Minish Cap, but I'm pretty sure you're older in in because uh, yeah, like Link to the Past, I believe it. it's implied that you're like 16, 16 or something like yeah. that because you're living with your uncle. But it's so. Yeah. But it's also nice. the case that pretty much, unless the ones that are direct sequels, you're never the same character. You're never yes. the same. Link. Right, right. It's never the there's same only Zelda. there's only a couple that are direct sequelized too, which adds to the weirdness of timeline. Because like Ocarina and Majora's Mask are direct sequels. That's and like Majora's again, Mask the, reuses all of the assets of Ocarina of Time. It was a, a historically crunched game, uh, where they um, gave them like basically it, it says like two years because 1998 and 2000, but it was basically like a 13 month turnaround on getting a new game out. Which is why it centers around such a small idea of like a three-day timeline reloop because you can keep the map small but pack it with stuff that changes with the time. And that's just very meta of a crunch deadline, you know, <laughs> coming about constantly. Yeah. Um, 
we we then get to the final pre uh split game which is the game that splits the timeline with ocarina um they use Link that is game maidenless he is well, he is kind of forever to be uh you know to be forever to be maidenless you know like to yeah. be so close to to acquiring the maiden i but, mean anime yeah. link gets the closest <laughs> uh but ocarina is where the timeline split starts uh it's not a horrible way to do it like i get the idea of this game can have three outcomes i think some of the some of the like logic behind this the outcomes doesn't really stack up like uh what's it called which one the 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 victorious you know either child or adult timeline adult timeline is the one that i have the most uh trouble with for me it's it makes sense because it's the or there's there's something to do with like it's all about the the paradox that ensues in uh with the time travel stuff so it's like the 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 children the child timeline is at the end of ocarina you know you're sent returns to returns to childhood like the game ends so you are you are uh that that the child timeline then proceeds from where you're sent back from the point where you're sent back that one i'm cool with i get that but then there's the paradox of what happens to the timeline of the original sending where link is now gone there is yeah. no there is no more link anymore it's that is then becomes what is known as the adult timeline where you know a, a like it, there is no hero of time for a for a while like and it's a, yeah a, a new a new link is eventually born and well yeah it's, it basically uh revolves around there's no link uh ganon comes back eventually and the goddesses Shocker. and the goddess is like well we don't have a hero so time to just drown everything <laughs> let's, let's, i mean like all gods do bring a great flood yeah i mean flood, our god's flood, about to do it to us flood, enough, so. flood it and let's start over start from scratch yeah yep i wash my hands of thee um so the adult timeline split encompasses the wind waker phantom hourglass spirit tracks split which is just it's funny its own little condensed timeline by itself uh because I love Wind Waker and I've never played the other two and be hard pressed to get me to play Phantom Hourglass. I've heard some horrible things. <laughs> uh, like there's a cool idea where you're constantly returning to this one temple with new stuff to get farther into it. Uh, the Temple of the Ocean King and you're on like a timer while you're doing it. But uh, from what I've seen, it is very repetitive like the the nature of what you're doing every time you're going back in deep uh like you don't get like a new entry point you're starting at the same spot and like working through the same amount of time to get deeper in is it a um, like not really cuz it's it's a set um like doesn't change it's not procedural but then, as you mentioned, we have the child timeline. We'll go through the shorter ones first because they're the easiest ones to, to talk through. Uh, child timeline, you get uh, the split back to when he's reverted to a child and is uh, resuming his life from where the, the Master Sword uh, removal picked up. Uh, you are 
um, you warn of Ganondorf's betrayal and you prevent it from happening, and then you proceed to go on your own adventures. I have I have significant doubts for the you know the the Hyrule King at that point who just you know listens to this random listens to this fairy boy from the woods. Yes, like okay, let's let's uh, cut off this you know you know world lucrative deal with this. It's a world defining uh, treaty that we're signing with all these these opposing kingdoms. Yeah, I'm gonna throw that out of the door on the word of some fucking kid who I've never met. Was it like the Georgia? lieutenant governor which lieutenant governor that was liking the twinks uh instagram i think that was pictures? georgia i think that was georgia yeah it's essentially the hyrule king he's just he's just liking uh twink links uh instagram pics and just letting the world i crumble. like your vi- i like your vibe yeah i mean it turns out to be that it was the right thing to do right you know like yeah like, Ga- liking the twinks evil. instagram i mean yeah we should, we should, we should yeah we, we should all be liking the twinks instagram um but uh no it, it's you know it's always wild to me it's like yeah let's let's just take it on the word of this this little kid i mean it works out for them in the end but it is uh, a suspect way to rule your kingdom <laughs> yeah makes me makes me question the monarchy a little bit there's been a a fun discourse on the the D memes reddit over uh anti-monarchists uh-huh. And, w- and whether always Based. killing the king in the campaign, even if he's like a benevolent king who the Based. people love, is Based. all my all my monarchs are fucking evil. I make that decision. It's been a I make that decision thing, but... quite quite easy for my players. <laughs> uh, but the the child timeline encompasses again just three games. You have Majora's Mask, which is the direct sequel to Ocarina, which follows uh, Child Link falling through. Uh, a portal in the woods into the um, dreamlike world of uh, uh, shit. What's it? Uh, fuck. Well, Man, while uh, you think of that, that's not I, I would like shadow. to say, can, can we just call him young link instead of child link? Cause you know, no, I prefer, one, I prefer, one might uh, eight pounds, 16 ounce uh, <laughs> baby link. <laughs> I, w- I was trying to get us uh, not put on a watch list or anything. But it's Termina, by the way. Not high, uh, In Majora's Mask, you go to this parallel world to Hyrule called Termina, which has a lot of people who look like they're from Hyrule, but they're not because they're definitely not reused assets and it's definitely just parallel <laughs> universe stuff. Uh, There's also the bit where you basically like meet the, or no, I'm thinking of Twilight Princess, which is where you meet like the past version, the past like ghost version of of Link. There's like helps you power up and shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's some fun. uh, uh, One of my favorite cameos is in Final Fantasy One, which Final Fantasy One and the original Legend of Zelda were fighting to be the best adventure game on the NES at the time. And if you go to the Elf Village, in final fantasy one and go to their graveyard there's a tombstone that reads here lies link <laughs> got him uh, r.i.p yeah gandorf yeah. finally got got the op got 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 the op on him little little fun little easter th- egg thing there uh but child timeline goes from majora's mask to twilight princess uh, so it's canonical that the child uh, fine young link Thank you. Who uh, 
survives through Majora's Mask and the end of Termina and all that it could be, uh, goes on to be the hero of Twilight Princess, which is, uh, it implies that that guy's gone through some fucked up shit because those two games are pretty dark. Um, yeah. That, that, that iteration of Link has had some rough times. Uh, it could have been a lot better. Could have just gone to... And does Zelda ever apologize? No. For sending him women. back to that? No. <laughs> Fucking women being so probably doesn't know, to Never be honest. Never once paid for drugs. You know, like, her, her memories probably don't transfer back with the time jump. It's not an excuse. No, it's not. She should apologize anyway. Stop, yeah, stop excusing women. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, and then that, that timeline ends with Four Swords Adventures, uh, which was the the uh, GameCube uh, Game Boy Advance plug-in game. One that I know Sorry. less about, so I'm not going to speak about it much. We uh, could have a Four Swords adventure here at Campaign Comrades. <laughs> <laughs> we could. We have exactly enough friends to play it the proper way. <laughs> I'm speaking in the game sense and not in any dirty uh, mind-in-the-gutter ways. Uh-huh. Uh, we get to the more complicated of the timeline splits, the Fallen Era, the one that was added in by Hyrule Historia that encompasses a majority of the games. Uh where instead of defeating Ganon in an ocarina of time, you just <laughs> yeah. die. You he, he dead. Just just no survival. Uh the sacred realm um seals away both Ganon and the Triforce because they're like, well, uh well, that's it. No hero. Uh, yeah. guess we'll just hold <laughs> this dude in eternal prison and like hope that no one wants to summon him ever. Hint, they always want to summon him. Always <laughs> yeah. trying to summon the evil demon king. Always be always be summoning pigs. That's what Win- Winnie the Bish never says out loud. Uh, We're not a fan of pork and pigs here on, on this podcast. Well, I'm a fan of porky pigging, which is what I do most of the time when I'm not recording. Which is where <laughs> you just wear a t-shirt and no pants. <laughs> Feel bad for your roommate. <laughs> Seeing uh, one of those four swords. It's a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the uh, the the fallen timeline starts with Link to the Past, which isn't a horrible place to start. Uh, any timeline that's a fun game leaves a lot a uh, lot open interpretation uh one of my personal favorites uh speaking um immediately followed by both the oracle games and then link's awakening and link between worlds uh link between worlds is supposed to be a direct sequel to link to the past so i'm glad that they're still in the same like grouping in some way shape or form uh where they like reuse the same uh worlds but you're going back uh, many years after the events of uh, Link to the Past. Um, then you end up with Triforce Heroes, which, whatever, I guess that's just thrown in there because they can't omit games that they've created. Uh, and then it ends with the, the original 
NES version of The Legend of Zelda and then Adventure of Link because they have to throw that in there at some point. They can't forget uh they can't forget the OGs. <laughs> like what what so much was the story for those first games? Like you're just So in in the NES Legend of Zelda, you hit the start menu. It pops you into the game. You are standing in the middle of a forest area with a cave behind you. You walk into it. An old man goes, it's dangerous to go alone. Hands you a sword. Uh, doesn't elaborate. He gives you his his sword. Doesn't elaborate further. And it is up to you to uh, figure out what to do and where to go and what it means. But in the end, you're stopping Ganon. I mean, really is uh, souls like in, in that sense, you know, like uh, that there, there's no uh, guidance there. It's just here you are. I mean, that was know. the golden age of the NES was you have no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah. Uh, By our guide. Yeah. We'll, we'll tell you what to do. <laughs> oh, you didn't know to burn that one tree. How silly. We're having a laugh at your expense. While we count our doubloons. So Matt, what is your favorite? That's a really tough question. Uh, Because it's hard to pick your favorite child uh, in a franchise that means so much to you. But if I had to pick an absolute favorite, it's a coin flip between Majora's Mask and Breath of the Wild and Wind Waker. Like and on any given day, given my mood, I could make an argument for one of those three to to be above the rest. Uh, okay. If you put a gun to my head and said, "Which one do you want to play more?" It'd be Breath of the Wild. Uh, if you put two guns to my head and said, "Not Breath of the Wild," it'd be Wind Waker. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair. That's uh, fair. I'm hoping Tears of the Kingdom surpasses that. But where where do you th- where do you see Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom falling timeline wise? Because I feel like that those are they're, they're the fun little bow tie where there's they're so far in the future that it's when all timelines converge and we don't have to think about the fact that we have uh, artifacts from multiple different timelines in one game that have implications that destroy our Hyrule Historia. <laughs> Um, can I take this opportunity to vent my frustrations with Breath of the Wild? <laughs> this is a safe place. Um, granted, I like seeing Tears of the Tears of the Kingdom trailer, seeing that it's going to be stronger story oriented. That it looks like that they're bringing back dungeons and you know just seem to be improving on a lot of these things. Even some of the mechanical stuff that I'll discuss, like. I will go back and and really try to. This will be like my third attempt at trying to go <laughs> go back and play through Breath of the Wild. But like, there's a whole bunch that I think that there's problems with. Like, I think the, I I do think that most people view that game with some severely rose tinted glasses. You know that they're like. <clears throat> Oh, it's like a pinnacle of open world game design because the exploration is so is so na- natural and rewarding and all this. And it's like, what are the fucking rewards, right? 
um you, you see this the touted as the oh see the thing go to the thing you know like like oh there's this cool like dual peaked mountain there's what's on the top of the volcano it's always the same fucking thing it's either a shrine or a korok seed you know it's these things are all always re there these things are redone and even for the shrines it's like only some of them are puzzles. The other ones are either the fucking where you fight the gu- the same guardian thing that's just a bigger hit point sponge, or you just get the the you get the the chest and the thing and the orb with no with no puzzle at all, no unique puzzles at all. Um, I don't. I think the omission of dungeons fucking sucks. Um, that's just like the the pinnacle of what of what zelda is supposed to be in my mind um but uh to me it's it, the main issues and it ties into the things about explorability is uh is the gear system i think the gear system is just fundamentally flawed terrible um i hate and, the fucking how quickly shit breaks doesn't even have to be it's like there, there's even part about like the not even with weapons but about like armor yeah. like a gear system needs like uh you know needs two fucking things right it needs objectively good and powerful gear and say like let's let's think about armor whatever you know it needs it needs really like powerful armor but uh it needs to be really hard to get and so granted this is stuff that since i haven't played through it i don't know firsthand this is all stuff i've read but like in breath of the wild early game armor is viable till till end game via upgrading and like you know like the advanced armor is treated really inconsistently so it really kind of goes against those two things that are really re- that are requirements for a good uh, gear system but so like some of the really good armor is like too easy to get the ones that i see talked about a lot are the barbarian armor and the ancient armor um it's like either like a google search away or just you know collecting enough of the ancient cores or whatever like easy both easily accomplished but then like the there's some really bad armor that's very hard to get like so you get like the the classic link outfit the the armor of the wilds the iconic look the the green tunic and cap and all that um you only get that by beating all 120 shrines and it gives you a really shitty bonus you get like you get a bonus to the to the master sword which by that point in time has already been outclassed by every other stronger weapon that you find, which is itself a huge problem. The, 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 how they treat the, the master, master sword, sword. <laughs> how they treat the master sword is a fucking slap to the face uh, with, with how like the master, the master sword should be the best weapon in the fucking game. The fact that you it end is. up using it. You, no, it's not. Cause like, it's like it everything is. else is more powerful. And like yeah, you end up all you end is, up using it for is is fighting your regular mobs or you use it to mine things. I heard someone describe it, it's like it turns the fucking master sword into a shovel, into a glorified <laughs> shovel. <laughs> See, that's I disagree there. Because the master sword is still the strongest weapon in the game for multiple reasons. It has no durability, it is always in your inventory. It gets a power boost against malice-driven enemies or calamity-driven enemies. So it's got a boost in any of the Divine Beasts uh, in Hyrule Castle and against Calamity Ganon. But everything I've, again, everything I've seen and read is that by that point in time, you've collected enough good weapons. And it's, the, the, the pluses that you, that you give for it are only there because of the flaws from the rest of the gear system, right? 
um and it's like that that the the whole durability shit is is the only reason why is, is you see the, the funny part about the durability system to me is that it's only really the worst in the beginning because early weapons just aren't very good but here, here's 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 my other but problem. you're not a casual player or like you know like a I, you're like a you're a better player than most you know what i mean so like think of your normal person picking that up the the weapon durability is a problem much longer than it, it's going to be for you like i know it was a problem much longer for me it was one of the reasons i continue bouncing off of it is because like you know i can't get a grasp of the combat so that i could you know min max my my head I mean, there's also some sure. non-min maxing issues there i watched some of your puzzling in those shrines and whew. yeah no i'm I, i'm <laughs> you know very special ed <laughs> Especially there was a certain point in time things. where you stopped and just asked me to solve it for you. And I yeah, walked away sure. from chat for like 20 minutes to see if you would do it by yourself. And you came back and you were still in the same spot. Yeah. Without the, a but doubt. Like, but one, I've but got I'm a big saying, problem like, is, is that it, it removes your ability to actually tailor your play style. Right. Cause you're, you're forcing yourself to hoard weapons that you like, And uh, so that like you can save on to like, save them for like the big encounters. So the majority of the game, you're not actually playing with things that you want to do and you're, and you're not playing the way you oh, want just to just have like a twig so that I it's keep a, so it is, it is an obstacle again. to fun, right? You know, that's what makes good gear systems. Good is that it allows for experimentation, say something like, uh, you know, any from soft uh, version, you know, there's so much fucking gear there and it allows you to, it's, it still is able to encourage experimentation while also letting you tailor your style to things that you like. Um, well, it's, it's like just... you were mentioning the armor and the armor in this game isn't really a like protection basis as much as it's a utility basis. It's like the it's barbarian those... armor raises attacks. Those, so that's yeah, why people those, like the it's barbarian those, armor. It's those buffs. It's those buffs that uh, it gives you. And like um, the, the Zora armor allows you to swim up waterfalls and allows you to swim faster. Um. There's um the uh, I think it's the flame tongue armor um is the name of it. It's the armor you get from the Gorons. Allows you to traverse through high temperatures without taking damage. And then there's a a set you can get from the uh the bird people, who that allows you to traverse through the cold without taking damage, without having to uh, eat food to warm yourself and stuff like that, or carry a torch. Um, it's really more about like exploration driven utility like the rubber armor makes you immune to lightning so you can walk through a lightning storm with your stuff out and not worry about getting struck by lightning i mean all that stuff is cool but i think you know ben's point still stands on like the availability of it and how you get it it's also funny because the barbarian armor is not easy to get to without a guide because you you have to go through three labyrinths to get to it I thought it was just that you find it in chests around the world. That's what I heard. Oh, they yeah, are in chests around the world, but they're at the read. end of labyrinths. Okay, I'd only read that. I'd only read that one, so that that's I see that point for sure. Um, and they are like you can get through them early on, but they are by no like by no means easy. But there are so many was, other ways to like incur do all these things, like you know, encourage weapon experimentation. So it's like it's the way these things are implemented in the 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 arguments that you mainly hear about how, why it's it is good or whatever are so easily countered with better forms of game design you know like you know encourage weapon experimentation by like tying unique weapons to 
you know, side content as an actual reward, you know, leave good gear to be like, to come from boss drops and stuff. Again, it's like what from software does is, is a good model in in how that shit works. You, you like, yeah, you're going to find some things through, through random exploration, but you know, it's like, leave the, the common weapons from, to drop from the common enemies. And it also, that also gives weapons like a more narrative significance, right? You know, it's like, you're, you're more, tied to this like i got this fucking cool sword because i beat this cool boss and now like i feel cool that i get to fool on other bosses with this gigantic sword type of thing and you get that with the champion's weapons from each divine beast and those are don't, distinctly don't the they, weapons that can be repaired all, yeah it's like okay it's like because the, yeah they they could have also yeah do a, a gear repair system that's more extensive like like in the that's Witcher. one of the advantages of beating each divine beast is you get another weapon that you can technically have constantly you know so like the witcher where your sword your swords break but they're still usable but like you get a significant debuff while they're broken damaged or whatever and then you got to just get them repaired at a blacksmith or you can you know get the repair Oil kits or you can or do yeah, like repair, re- kits, repair yeah. kits that you can do them on your own um but still, to me, the making the master sword not the end game weapon is a crime. I mean, again, it still is, especially if you get the DLC, because then you get the full power master sword after the hundred trials. Yeah, not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, not, not gonna do that. Matt, is this the first game that had like stamina? In no, as a in a in a, in a Zelda Skyward game? Sword had stamina. Okay. Cause that's the other thing that fr- that the limit of stamina climbing is just something that frustrates me. When I don't, I don't mind the climbing. Well, that's why you're I, supposed to go through shrines to get more also, stamina. I, I so like the, more. no, I know, but then it's like, it's all these things tied back together. Whereas like shrines themselves are like, not like they get kind of repetitive and like, are not like that are, are not as, you know, it, it gets, that shit gets old kind of a way. And like, that's the, well, and like there, you know, there is logic behind it. Like, yeah, of course you could, grind more at the shrines to you know unlock things but the point of it being that like that level of grinding to get to that fun portion of the game is what you know makes people yeah, bounce to, off of to it. me it's like yeah, these are obstacles not to yeah. not to not not challenge they are obstacles to enjoy just to enjoyment to fun they're 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 yeah. roadblocks to the fun which is the the biggest problem to me like for an open world the and it's like what you're talking about andrew's like i find the the limitations for climbing to be a little bit better implemented because that's a way to have barriers to like because you can climb everything well but it's a it's a good way to encourage more exploration is like that you've got to level up to be able to climb to get to this level and things are going to be like at a at a higher rate and you know like it's because if you didn't do a climbing stamina it would be like the horizon system where there would just be walls that you cannot climb because they are not meant to be climbed yeah that they're gated off in a similar way so i don't mind that one but to me it's the running it's the running bit that become it's it is a to just get from point a to point b is also a chore in this game mm-hmm. in, an, in an open world game because i don't like the horses either like, same in order to to make an open world game fun the the traversal has got to be a, a a priority and I find it as another, not as not as big of an obstacle. Well, but, and uh, and then like you know, one of the issues that I ran into with that game in particular was putting all of my 
you know, like points and stuff or, or, you know, uh, effort into the stamina because running was so fucking difficult. And, and then you're that, like, you don't put it into health. Yeah. And then you're exactly. getting two shotted by a bocoblin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, or not, so, not, not a like, bocoblin, but the, well, like maybe like the, the gray bocoblins, but yeah, bocoblin will just fucking one shot you. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, that, that was an obstacle there of like having to really, uh, you know, pick and choose where to, to put your grinding in just so i could traverse you know more quickly and more efficiently um see it's funny because i just look at it like you're viewing the shrines as grinding and i just don't view it that way because it was more for me it's fair every time i'm going around the map i'm finding a new thing i'm going to do that new thing and not like oh i need to do this because i need more health i viewed it more as every time I came across something to do that thing. And I found a pretty good variety in the shrines. You get the shitty balance board ones. Those suck. Yeah. The most, like, there, there are three low. There, there are three tiers of combat ones. Um, there are, but they're all the same. Major- but they're all the same. They're all the same yeah. enemy. Like they that one again, could, could have, have different, could have been- different weapons and different attacks. I've heard okay that the ones that I've seen all seem I mean, to be the same, and it's especially a the difference of the axe. Only have a spear or an axe. Yeah, it's the the difference between an axe, a spear, or like the double blade, or you know, like two swords. I think, they but it's all still that robot beam attacks. But you know, it's a different flavor of you know the the same thing. It's like and putting they, mustard on your They all have the same weakness dog. of being shot in the eye. They all have the same weakness of being parried. Yeah, there's stuff so like so that, like, but it should have it should have been like that's I was getting to more. There are shrines that are based around specific variety. elemental puzzles that become like in the desert. You'll find a lot of electricity puzzles where you're going to be connecting circuits to create uh, uh, like make things move or um, open certain doors. In the volcanoes, you're going to find a lot more wind current based uh, ones where it's going to be like directing fans in a certain way to blow you on your glider to a specific platform and stuff like yeah. that i i mean you know i i see your point that you know it, it's not like grinding you know it is definitely part of the game but you know just for me the f- sheer fact that it was so difficult to traverse this very expansive wide open you know uh the map is huge map that to even get to those shrines to play the game to you know unlock things further there was just like so you know i would run into people and get two shot and fucking have to start over you know that's kind of the uh the lesson in the early game is that you're not supposed to fight everything because you're not a strong hero yet sure but like even if you're just running away like you know it's still the point there there's i would would say that's just not that fun that's just because that's exactly not that fun it's yeah. it, it was obstacles to the fun. I understand the logic behind the choices that they made, and they you know may have have some merit. But as for someone who's just looking for fun and didn't have anything really invested in the Zelda series and was excited to play like this open world game, I was definitely disappointed. In you know, as Ben pointed out, that that uh, traversal is just uh, to me atrocious and made me bounce off and then on top of that it's a bit of it's a bit of a chore which is see my main it's one of the only games where traversal is free you have all of the options to climb whatever you want it's just like call it atrocious i would disagree with my my, my i'm talking about the stamina of the 
the traversal. I, My main you know, criticisms is that, is that I think this could the be horses. better. Is that, is, that, is that all these things are choices that I think could have been made differently. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, th- I think the potential is there to truly be, you know, really so Plus good. there's some yeah. stuff where like, you can eat some stamella mushrooms and raise your stamina as you're climbing every time. Again, I'm I'm not I'm not like disputing that there's logic, there's merit, there's ways to do these things. I just think that, like Ben said, the way that they're implemented, for me personally, it created a barrier to having fun and actually enjoying the game. And I didn't, I happen to not enjoy it. I don't. I tend not to like. I I personally tend not to like cooking things either. Just because, like, I can't keep like give me. A, I need a fucking recipe book. <laughs> you know, this mm-hmm. is like I hate having to have like the the fucking ten million guides open to try to like you know again to like like how do I make this fucking thing? How do I? Uh, it's just it's it's a it's a time sink that I don't find to be as as rewarding um, for it. But like, because uh, it's it's again it's more these are it's just it was my critiques are implement implementation things i think there's a lot there that is good and um i mean it's a gorgeous game it lo- it, it looks so good even you know running on at this point ancient hardware um there's there's a lot Art style so good yeah there's a lot there's really a lot to enjoy and there's a lot to be you said there but it was it, for me it's it's about implementation but like again it's like I, I i'm seeing so much that looks really good in tears of the kingdom that like I want to to be able to try that, but you know, I feel like I need to make my way through the story. So I gotta try to I'm invested now to like try to power through that uh those those obstacles. Um I think we've got a decent we've st- we've got a bit of a stretch now. I mean, because I'm there's no way I'm gonna play Tears of the Kingdom, you know, when it comes out, right? Um so like pushing that one out, I think I've got some time coming up to be able to to play it i think it's yeah because hades is short i've already i've already done my what i'm going to do for hades i've i all i needed was one successful attempt i've looked up the final and watched the final story cutscene stuff so i i've gotten all that um so i'm good for there but like yeah my next game is i'm starting uh i'm gonna play the first near game for uh for the month after that you're doing replicant yeah, so I'm going to do Replicant, and then I'm going to mix a cu- couple other things in, but then, yeah, the if I need to play a PC game, and then I think actually after, because I'm playing a, a a game on PlayStation now, so then I'll, I'll play Nier on PC, and then I think I'll go back to Breath of the Wild. That'll be my next thing after that. Is it and like but like that's to say I need Matt I need to in order to like get past these obstacles I need like a here is a critical path uh forward to yeah there's there's certain points where it makes more sense to do the first divine beast and get mifa's grace so that you have your your health buffer and it makes sense because you'll run into shrines on that path that'll give you some like easy wins to get some extra health and some extra stamina i think with where i got stuck on the last one was on like a medium test of strength that I used all my fucking weapons on. So I now need to go out and, yeah. and get it gets the gets point some, you're at in the game. Anything over a minor test of strength, you should just leave. Is the like they're they're scaling for what they do for damage and what they have for health is at a higher point. They are after at least one or two divine beasts. 
So I is uh, a major I, test of strength is the highest one, and that's pretty much three or four divine beasts worth yeah, of experience. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find. I'm gonna go find a. I think my my thing is I'm gonna find a fairy fountain and then uh, go try to find one of the divine beasts. Yeah, you should do Zoro Domain first. Like because Sidon is a great character to meet. I wanted to like, I wanted to really love Breath of the Wild. You know, I I didn't want it to be that challenge, and particularly playing it again or attempting it because I I I stopped playing the first time not from any of those obstacles. It was just a I like I I tried to start playing it at a stupid time when like like I played it on like an hour car trip, and then I had other things that I was playing, so like I just never went back to it. I had other things that I wanted to do um uh, but then I, th- this other time was, I, was, I was actually running into those obstacles um but like and this was a- after playing three of the other mainline games and really loving them all you know so it well was a that's where that's where i want to jump in because i i had not ever played besides that one game boy game that i'd played very but, little but of you had i had locked, never played you had locked a prior. The memory away yeah i had i had never played uh I mean, how many memories from being game. six years old do you really have? <laughs> I saw one of those uh, jokes where it was like, I think I'm not normal. I can't remember what it was like being a baby. <laughs> it was like, no, no one can remember what it was like being a baby. Um, but, the, but playing Ocarina of Time, and I did play a little bit of Link's Awakening. I'm, I'm probably going to go back and, and play some. I might play, I might get by the new uh Link's Awakening actually because I do enjoy I loved the remake. I, lo- I did enjoy those. I absolutely those. love that's probably my favorite one so far. It was a, a really style. well done remake. I love the engine. I want yeah, to style cool. in that engine. I wish I played that game for the pad. I I, I really enjoyed playing these old these older Zelda games and uh gave me an appreciation for its influence in, in a way that I definitely didn't have prior to, to doing some of this research. I just love, like, you know, like the, it, it's such a formative dungeon crawling experience, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, like I, I, I don't get, I don't get the, the, the part of the fan base that would say like, Oh, I'm tired of the old Zelda formula. It was like, you know, there's a reason why that thing stuck around for so long. Why this franchise is like getting on to be almost like, was it? It'll be forty years, forty years old yeah. in a couple of years. Couple of years, yeah. yeah, three years from now. Three years. It's, it's like there's a reason why it's lasted that long and, and has been so successful. Um, well, that's the interesting part. Is like, I do think in a way the divine beasts do function as uh, traditional dungeons, but they function in a uh, broad sense that the entire dungeon is a puzzle like it, it is more about manipulating the divine beast into orientations and positions to make the paths uh, forward uh, produce the paths one, forward i saw one critique of one where it was like you know this is like an, an immersion breaking point where i think it's in the elephant puzzle where it's like you've got to change some orientation of something and it's like you do it in the pause menu where where the where the guy was like you know, it, so excuse me for excuse me for not thinking that the or thinking that the pause menu is outside of the universe of well you know, of, of what's going on the here. tablet that he uses for the all the slate, yeah yeah the Sheikah slate 
it's he's supposed to be pulling up the Sheikah slate because he downloads the map of the the divine beast. So that's it the, is funny that they gave him an iPad. Yeah, well, they gave him a switch. <laughs> they, they did. It is funny that Link, Link is an iPad kid now. Uh, but I mean, again, like my 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 struggles with Breath of the Wild do not in any way. <laughs> um hinder my or or degrade my new love for this franchise you know i i'm a little with the one exception of like it sucks to me that like such a fan of the old the old style that like we're probably not going to get those type of games anymore like you know with how successful oh you're more you're more likely to get get older games remade which okay fine that's cool i'll i'll take it you know i'll take that because i haven't played those you know so yeah i'd t- i would like, i I'm, would i'm I would still accept that but i'm still anticipating a wind waker twilight princess port at some point on the switch i wouldn't be surprised if we got um some of the handheld zeldas uh, brought forward it's probably going to be a long time before i get back to these because we've got so many other things that are upcoming for the podcast um as well as some some really you know highly anticipated releases, but I definitely want the Final ones Fantasy that I def- 16. Yeah, hell yeah, the, the, the ones that I'm definitely going back to, whether I whether I uh, emulate them or maybe by the time we get to uh, re-releases and stuff is I want to do Majora's Mask, um, Wind Waker. You should do that on the uh, the 3DS version again. That's probably that's probably what I'm gonna do. Um, because I enjoy totally it. on the 3ds that you're playing it on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the the 3ds that rhymes with Ream Wreck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I am a I am a convert now for sure. Um, I, the one thing I wanted to 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 bring up those and we're running we're running long we're running late Um, but we'll be fine i'll just um, edit it is wanted to like uh wanted to like throw out my my tinfoil cap thing of like what's the what's the the uh you know political ideology at play in the of the different of the different goddesses (laughs) no uh but like i mean it's definitely a capitalist yeah but it's just the it's the uh the uh the one we already touched on you know it's the the monarchist yeah they're clearly monarchists uh, yeah they're clearly <laughs> mon- all monarchists. um but like yeah there's every iteration is monarchist except for wind waker too it's just the idea of the triforce to me it's like um basically it's it for me it comes down to the so it's the whole thing about like the triforce is you know the the three elements of the three goddesses you know power wisdom and courage and if you do not if you do not show like the 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 controlled deference to all three it breaks apart and you just get the one piece that most exemplifies your personality so basically the triforce you know it's it is a triangle it is triangulating it's literally some radical centrist shit it's like the only way forward <laughs> is, the, is, is through the middle um yeah it's about I mean, meritocracy it's middle, you know if you work if, hard you'll you'll uh if you look at it the three pieces successful. do leave an opening in the middle <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so it's like that the, that the the enlightened centrist is the is the only one who's capable of wielding of wielding absolute power 
I mean, there there is also again something. I think that's the right read. It's the it's like the the whole thing about like you know the the this curse of like the status quo being uh that's the one radical kind of bit to it it's like that the, the status quo is a curse of uh just repeat re- repetition cyclicism yeah of 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 all these patterns it's all repeat, cyclical repeating itself um you know we're doomed to these the, yeah these these cycles of repetition that there is no what? growth there is boom no- and bust cycles baby yeah. but the true uh centri- enlightened centrist thrives in those booms and busts that status quo and so truly they need that to happen and so you know maybe they are at the end controlling the strings puppeteering yeah puppeteering their own their own villain and their own hero uh story about free markets and how they have ebbs and flows (laughs) And only right. sometimes only Ganondorf's answered. in control, and sometimes you know you get Zelda, and that's All the right. invisible I think, hand. I think wants. we've, I think we've waxed poetic enough. <laughs> I think right. we've almost hit two hours. Uh, a little bit shy of that, but yeah, Matt, thank you so much for leading us through this. Yeah, uh, has been a pleasure. I've been thoroughly enjoyed my time playing through these games, and I will continue to engage with the series in the future. Yeah. I will too. No, you've uh, you've opened my eyes to Zelda in a way that I had not had them previously opened. So wow, you guys didn't have this reaction when we did Pokemon. So <laughs> you know, I'm sour over here. No, I've never that, played if, Zelda if, ever again. If, if anything, if anything, that's that, fine. We only need three. We can each get one part of the Triforce. <laughs> then we can't have four swords. Yeah, <laughs> but like I'm sure, know, I'm sure that experience maybe close with us. close close the close the book even further on on Pokemon. Uh, wow, wow, right. wow. Uh, so, and just if you were wondering, we're in a Ganondorf cycle right now. <laughs> Brandendorf. <laughs> All right, that's the title of the episode. Oh, I was thinking Four Swords, but okay. Brandendorf, Four Swords Adventures. Yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, but till next time, we will be back with uh, I think it's a news episode next week. Uh, then some more adaptation stuff going down, and we've already we've already said we will be doing Hades. Yeah, in pod reminder, Arcane is coming up. Yeah, fuck, I don't have a Netflix subscription anymore. I've watched it already, beginning, and they're beginning their U.S. crackdown of password sharing. Yeah, I've wa- I've watched it already, but I wanted to watch it again. I'll probably have to get like a, I'll get like a gift card or something for a month. All right, folks. Until next time. Bye. Bye.